welcome to a new episode of the Solo Female Trolley Podcast. And today I am here with Tiffany Mosher. Tiffany Mosher is the author of the new memoir, Beyond the Threshold, How International Volunteering Saved My Life. As someone who has struggled deeply with depression, Tiffany journeyed to recovery through volunteer work from the shores of Virginia Beach to remote villages in Nepal and Mexico. Wow, Tiffany, this is awesome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. No, you're welcome. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to hear about your story and, and like how, how this happened and, and how also like not only like how you overcame depression, like through solo travel, but also like volunteering in different communities and, and writing a book about it. That's such a huge accomplishment. Thank you. It's been such a journey so far from, you know, coming out of the depression and building my confidence and doing it in this really cool, unique way. And so I just felt like it's, it was time to write the book and share my story about how, you know, traveling and volunteering can ultimately help you grow. It right. helped me tremendously. So no, I, I think it helps everyone seriously in what, whatever, or another in a positive way, of course. Um, so, okay, I want to ask you first, like, okay, you were going through depression and I know it's really hard at the time. Like we, when, we, I mean, when, when someone is depressed, like it's, you don't even want to leave home. You don't even want to leave your bed. Um, so how do you decide to be like, you know what, I'm just going to go and travel and volunteer. Like that to me, it's huge because, you know, the times I've been depressed, I'm like, I just want to be home and, and just, you know, cover myself and just sleep as much as I can. Right. So when I was in deep depression and yeah. severe anxiety, I found that I always kind of retreated into this shell, into this little comfort zone bubble that included fear and paranoia, worry, always trying to find the worst in the situation. And I found that very comfortable, even though it was very debilitating. And that mindset took me down such a dark, dark path to the point of a suicide attempt even. Yeah. And, um, you know, thankfully I, you know, came out of that. Okay. And I wondered, you know, I asked myself, what is it that I'm, I'm searching for something. I just don't know what it is. I felt like there was part of my life that was empty and I realized it was the lack of purpose. And I found that I didn't have a sense of purpose when I stayed in this bubble of fear and worry and paranoia. So I was like, I wonder what lies beyond my comfort zone. What do I have to do to push myself to discover that purpose? And naturally I'm an introvert. I'm very shy. I'm the fly on the wall at the party. You know, I'm, I, it takes me a long time to warm up to people. So I thought, why not go extreme and travel by myself? And on top of that, um, let's throw some construction work in the mix and do some disaster response. And so, um, yeah, my first solo travel trip was to volunteer in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. And the reason why I chose that was because I had family that lived in the island and the hurricane was so devastating and I felt like I wanted to help in some way. So I figured this is my way to do it. This is my way to go see maybe helping other people will help my situation 
get better, my mental health. And it worked wonders. So many amazing things you just said. Like, firstly, you when you were in your comfort zone in that bubble, you felt like that lack of purpose. And like, and then you're like, okay, you are an introvert as well. Like, so like for going through being an introvert and to go solo travel to a different country, that's huge, really. Oh, that, that's awesome. And then, yeah, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go on vacation or something. No, you were going to like help these like this community after a disaster so that's that's amazing Tiffany seriously thank you yeah it was I you know like I've kind of learned that that's the way I like to travel now <laughs> it's weird like people tell me all the time they're like um you're you're going to do all this work that does that's not vacation I'm like to me it is I think it's a lot of fun and you and it gives you a different way of experiencing the places you're visiting too I think in what ways I think you learn about the culture differently. You're off the resort, fancy, you know, lifestyles that come with going to you know, places where you're you're served. Like, um, if you know, going to Mexico, for example, you know, you go to the resort and they're bringing you your drinks on the beach, and you're just relax, relax, relax. And for me, when I go to Mexico, I go into, into the jungle, into an indigenous Mayan village and I'm volunteering. So I get that more community aspect, something that, you know, the average everyday tourist doesn't get to see and experience. You know, I'm not sleeping in an air conditioned suite. I'm sleeping in a bungalow under a mosquito net. It's really, really cool and unique. And, it, and you know, getting to talk with the locals and just live a little bit differently it opens your eyes to so much more definitely i i try to do the same when i travel i i, I volunteer as well but that hasn't been like the main purpose of my trips every time i i travel that i go to uh quote-unquote developing countries um i try to like live as the locals as much as i can to get like a sense of the future to get to know them and then because like where i live here in the states there's a, a way of living and probably uh, the way of living is very similar to our, our resort in some per se. So it's like if I, for example, for me, if I want to get like a glimpse of the culture and like learn from there and open my mind, like I think that's the best way to go. Like where, for example, what in Mexico uh, do you go? How do you go? So I uh, fly into Cancun. And then where I go, it's about an hour and a half or hour and a half south west of Cancun. Um, it's called Nuevo Durango. It's an indigenous Mayan village. And what I do there is um, I'm on the board of a local nonprofit here in Virginia Beach called Aid Now. I'm the international missions director. And so we're in the process of restoring school in the village and building a middle school for the children there. So that's what we're, we're doing in the village and it's so neat. I've gone down there a couple of times and I can't wait to go back. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and um, wow, that, that's amazing. And what do you think like has been like one of the main lessons you learned from this indigenous community? I think that, I think everywhere I go, I've learned something new. But I think what I've learned most go, doing a lot of the disaster response work is not to take the things I have for granted. You know, a lot of the things that 
you kind of led me to my depression too, is just, I wasn't happy with my surroundings and I just felt like my situation was so grim all the time. And once I got out of my, you know, comfortable reality that I have here at home with, you know, all of my amenities and I'm put in these places where these, these individuals' lives have been completely uprooted overnight you know, a disaster strikes, they've lost their, their homes, their belongings, their family members and friends, even at times. And it really puts things into perspective of what matters and what is important in life. And I think that's the most valuable lesson is I've learned to really see that, you know, it's, it's not about the things that surround us that make us happy, that gives us purpose. It's not about the material things. It's, it's the people that you have, the love, the, the way you can give back to others, that's what serves you the most. And that's what makes you feel fulfilled. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I, I, I believe the same way. Like, you know, it's how you can be of service to others and the relationship you have around you. Um, that's amazing. There's like this, uh, this uh, writer, this, he's Argentinian and he has this poem that actually what, what you were saying that it reminded me of it, that he says that, we quote unquote again, we are not depressed, we're distracted. So we're distracted from what really matters in life, um, in my opinion. So, okay, so then you were in Mexico as well. And then you were also to Nepal. I was reading it in your website. How was that? Yes, Nepal is beautiful. I actually went to Nepal right before the pandemic kind of got really, really bad. Um, I was there when it was widespread in China. So I, I kind of went at a good time. I was able to get home before all the airfare, all travel shut down. But the country is just absolutely beautiful. And, you know, it's not only the landscape that's beautiful, the people there are so welcoming, so inviting, so warm, so friendly. I never felt unsafe traveling there by myself. Um, it was just beautiful. And why I was there was uh, in 2015, there was an earthquake that killed over 8,000 people and also destroyed or, you know, damaged over 2,000 schools. So I was there helping rebuild two schools. And uh, in, you know, I flew into Kathmandu, I saw Kathmandu for a day, and then I went and traveled nine hours to this very remote village down close to the border of India. And it was, I, we were camping in the middle of winter on a rice paddy on the top of a mountain. It was very primitive, very isolated, but it was so therapeutic. <laughs> it was just to be disconnected from all everything was so much needed. And it was an experience I will never, ever forget. And how were the, the, the people um, in that remote village? Were they like fully welcoming a few guys as the volunteers or were they like, yeah, I guess that, that's what I want to say, like welcoming and um, warm and just like, I don't know, excited that, you know, volunteers or foreigners were visiting them? Yes, they were so happy to host us there. They, you know, we had two local um, people helping bake our meals for us. They knew we were there to help build their school. And we actually had a program to incorporate them into helping us. So we were training the men and the women how to do 
the construction work so that they can carry on the skills and help build earthquake resilient schools in their communities in the future. And so we were working alongside of them and the children, their, their temporary school was very close by. So they would walk past us and wave to us, give us hugs, high fives, bring us you know, little flowers. And you know they would practice their English, their learning English, they would practice on all of us volunteers. And it was just so sweet and they were so happy that we were there and they were smiling and seeing the, you know, the school walls build. And that's what made all of the, the blood, sweat and tears so worth it. Cause you know, in disaster response work, it's not easy. It's tough. It's, you know, for me, someone who doesn't really exercise much and has the upper arm strength of a kitten. It's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not used to doing this kind of stuff. So, you know, my back was sore. I had blisters all over my fingers, but seeing brick by brick, the walls go higher and knowing that these children that are smiling over there that are watching and laughing at us and, and knowing that they're going to be benefiting from this for years to come and generations to come even, it was just such a priceless gift. Wow. That I got from there. Yeah. It's, it was an experience that I'll never forget. Of course. Wow, that's amazing. Not let me not only traveling, getting in contact with this country community, but also like imparting impacting their life in a positive way. That's like a dream. That's just it's like a dream of mine. <laughs> so that's awesome. So okay, now I want to ask you about um, how come so yeah, you were in Mexico, then Nepal, um, like doing these amazing things for the communities, volunteering then what happened? Like, how come you decide to be like, okay, I'm just gonna write a book because writing a book is not like easy peasy. Like, oh yeah, you know, it, it takes work. It takes, you know, a lot of reflection, analyzing. So how come, how come you decided to do that? Well, when I would tell family and friends about my travels and how they helped in turn make me better at, in my mental health, uh, you know, for me, every time I do these things and I learn something new, I learn a new skill from learning how to use a new tool or learning how to socialize with other people. Because as an introvert, pushing myself out there to talk to people is it, it gets a little bit easier every time, but it's still hard. So every time I do that, it helps increase my confidence and self-esteem. And so, you know, those who are close to me have noticed such a positive transformation over time. And when I explain all these different trips that I do and how it's helped me, you know, they tell me your story is so incredible. You're so inspiring. You know, you should tell more people about this. This is really cool. You know, you should write a book about this. And I was like, I can't write. I'm not a good writer. You know, academic writing always came very easy to me. Creative writing, not so much. So that was another huge step out of my comfort zone. But I noticed that every time I did step out of my comfort zone, amazing things happened. There was so many good things. That's why I named my book Beauty Beyond the Threshold. So there's the good, there's beauty when you step beyond that threshold of your comfort zone. There's so much good out there. It's scary. You have to have faith in the unknown. And uh, so that's why I decided, well, if I'm going to ever take a big, huge step, I guess I'll do it with writing this book and see how other people can be inspired and benefit from my story. If I can help save one person's life and, and help them get, you know, a sense of hope that things can turn around and be okay, then that's all that matters. 
So that's why I wanted to write the book. Pretty sure you're gonna impact more than one life because your story is so relatable. And like, you made like so many big things after that dark like episode in your life. So that's that's amazing. Where where can everyone listening if, uh, find your book? My book is on Amazon in both paperback and ebook. And uh, one thing to note is $1 from every paperback sold does to get donated to charity. So I wanted to use this as a way to help, you know, give back to the organizations that have helped me so much. Um, and then also on my website, www.tiffanymosier.com, there's the option to order a personalized copy as well. Wow. Okay. I'm going to leave all those links in the, in the show notes. And it's amazing, like what you said, like those organizations that have helped me so much because like sometimes when we donate or when we help, we think that, um, you know, that the help is for the people that is receiving it. But no, also like when we're helping, like we, we, we just learn so much and we, we grow as well. And just, you know, giving is such a beautiful thing. Yeah, one of the things I get asked a lot is, you know, when, you know, Tiffany, you're overcoming depression and you're battling anxiety, and yet you're choosing to go take vacation in places that are, you know, ridden with devastation. Doesn't that cause you more depression? It's, it's sad. It's, it's hard to see these things. And yes, it is hard. But, you know, when you get a chance to make a difference in even just one person's life, if, you know, when I went to Puerto Rico, I, I helped fix the roof of one man, even though there were so many other roofs that were still destroyed and needed assist, you know, needed help. But when I was able to look in the eyes of one gentleman to say, you know, your roof is now safe. It's not going to leak anymore. You know, you can rest easy at night now. And seeing the tears in his eyes and experiencing that gratitude, that in turn gives me a, such a sense of hope and a ray of light and such positivity, knowing that I helped this man. Like we were helping each other in a way. And um, it's such a beautiful thing. I think when you serve others and give your time, it in turn serves you in such a positive way and I encourage so many people to try it you know disaster response isn't for everybody it's tough it's hard it's it's but there's organizations for everything out there if you love to work with animals or with the homeless community find where your passion lies and go help like they everyone every everybody needs help these days you know charities and nonprofits so I encourage everyone to do it it's such a great experience yeah I mean as long as you impact one person's life, even if, if it is your life. Um, once I read um, a quote from, I'm, I'm a quote person, I love quotes, but like there was this quote from Mother Teresa that she said, like, if everyone swept their doorstep, like the world will be a cleaner place. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's like, if we want to change the world, it's like, okay, I mean, maybe we cannot help everyone, but uh, as long as we help one person and even if that person is yourself, like that is a huge change and, and, and a service to the world. So Tiffany, um, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I'd like to ask you for a closing thought before ending the episode. Sure. So there's a famous quote that it says, you know, life begins outside of your comfort zone or something like that. It's, it's transposed in all different ways. But I tr truly feel that that is so the case. 
Um, you know, and I kind of encourage you viewers to think, what is it that lies outside of my comfort zone? What is it that I'm afraid to do? What am I fearing? Is it, you know, am I a musician that wants to get my music out there, but I don't know how to do it. I'm scared. I'm afraid of that rejection. Well, there's different little steps you can take. You know, this is just an example, but you can, you know, put, you know, a video of, of yourself on YouTube or on your social media or go to an open mic night when it's safe to do so when, when the pandemic kind of slows down. Um, but there's, there's always something out there. And when you chase that, even though as scary as it is, if you, when you follow something and have that faith and you do it, I promise you, you're going to feel so much stronger and better than before. Your confidence is going to increase. Your self-esteem will improve. And it's so, it's just a great thing. So try to chase that and do it because I was so scared of doing it. And once I did it, now I'm like, what else can I do? What else can I do? My next big thing I'm going to tackle is public speaking because no. I'm scared to death of it. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's one of those things that I'm trying to find little ways to do that. And I've done webinars and Zoom things. And as scary as it is, every time I do it, it gets a little tiny bit easier and I feel better and more confident. So chase Chase whatever it is out of your comfort zone, and I promise you'll have good results. Yes. Oh my God, that's a great advice. That's a great thought. And an introvert getting into public speaking—that's—it's not impossible. It's possible. Just as you said, one step at a time. That's amazing. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much. It was awesome, like hearing your story and know and um, get, getting to know your story and um, and like about your book as well. And I will leave guys i'm gonna leave the the links to get so you can check out tiffany's website and you can check out her book as well and thank you thank you so much thank you